everyone. We have an incredible Women's Startup Challenge podcast in store for you today. I'm Allison Capen, founder of Women Who Tech. Every week, we feature one of 10 women-led startups whose game-changing products we believe is going to make a big impact. Now, here's where you come in. After the show, visit womenwhotech.com backslash vote and rate the startup's pitch. At the end of the season, we'll award $5,000 to the winning startup determined by our guest investors and you, our listeners. Joining me on the Women's Startup Challenge podcast today is Adam Zuckerman. Adam is the Director of Ventures and Innovation for Discovery. Thanks for being here with us today. Great to be here. So Adam, I don't know if you have any friends who are therapists, but my mom is one. And when I was growing up, she had to jump through hoops to get her license to practice because of all of the clinical supervised hours that she needed to graduate and practice. And that's why I'm really excited about today's guest, Rachel McCrickard. Rachel is the founder of the Tennessee-based startup Motivo, and they are solving a pretty big problem for healthcare professionals. Rachel, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Allison. We'd love to hear more about Motivo. My name is Rachel McCrickard, and I am the CEO and founder of Motivo. I am also a licensed marriage and family therapist. So Motivo is an online platform that provides the consultation services that therapists need to become licensed. And I want to say a little bit more about what that means. One thing that many people do not realize about becoming a therapist is that getting your degree is actually the easy part. It's becoming licensed that is so hard. So very similar to residency for a doctor, new therapists have to be under something called clinical supervision for about two to four years after they graduate. And this supervision is not cheap. So I paid about $8,000 to collect the hours of supervision that I needed for licensure. And not only are these hours really expensive, but they're also often really difficult to find. When I was working towards licensure, I was driving two hours from Chattanooga, Tennessee to Atlanta, Georgia to meet with the closest clinical supervisor. And I'm not alone on this. So this is the same struggle that thousands of pre-licensed therapists and social workers and psychologists across the country are experiencing right now. Let's dive in now. I, I want to learn a little bit about the, the product, if that's okay. You have to get your hours in with someone who is a supervisor. You're streamlining that process. Walk us through that. How does it actually work? Yeah. So, well, you can kind of think of it as like a match.com for clinical supervision. So pre-licensed therapists come to the website and they're able to view a nationwide directory of clinical supervisors and they can filter by state and specialty area. And so perhaps you're a pre-licensed therapist in Akron, Ohio, and you want to specialize in eating disorder. And then through the website, you're able to find the ideal supervisor for your career path, regardless of geographical limitations. And here's where the real opportunity is. It's that um, in the last couple of years, states have passed laws saying that your clinical supervision can be obtained online through secure video conference. So Motivo is actually a first mover in this space. We're the very first HIPAA compliant platform that's connecting pre-licensed therapists to clinical supervisors. And are there restrictions? So if you're being trained in Tennessee, you have to work with someone who is in Tennessee or in a state that has reciprocity, or can any individual go to any individual regardless of location in the United States? 
Yeah, so the rules vary from state to state on that. In many states, you can go across state lines, and then in a lot of states, you can't. But um, something that's true of many therapists is that they're they're licensed in many states, right? Because mm -hmm. people move around the country, and so you kind of maintain your licenses in different areas. But you're not able to do clinical supervision with someone in Texas if you live in North Carolina. But now through the platform, it kind of opens up this whole nother um, client-based market for those clinical supervisors to be able to see somebody several states away. And is the platform making it easier for people to stay in compliance? For example, if they try and connect with someone, you'll make sure that they're only being connected or matched, to use that analogy that you use, with someone who is okay for the state that they're trying to get licensed in? That's exactly right. I mean, one of the things that is a great barrier in the profession is that these new pre-licensed therapists just coming out of grad school, they don't even know the requirements in their state. So it's really an invaluable resource for them to have a point of contact to pick up as soon as the graduate school program leaves off and say, we've got you, like we're going to get you from here to licensure. Mm -hmm. Who's your competition? Well, I guess our competition would be the people who are still doing it in person. So um, again, you know, we're a first mover in this space. There's no other platform out there doing clinical supervision online, um, linking people together like this and creating a directory for it. But, you know, those in-person sessions um, are still happening, which is, is great as well. It just gives another more accessible alternative. Speaking as an outsider who does not have very much experience with the licensing and the certification process for therapists, I am all for making things more efficient. Is there any chance that Motivo, although more efficient, results in people that aren't trained to the level that they should be or could result in a problem because it's not in a one-to-one -one in-person scenario? Yeah. You know, that's such a good question. And it's actually the opposite of that. So one of the exciting things about Motivo is that because we're using technology, we have all of the resources that technology can provide you with. So we're developing machine learning to be able to provide data to these clinical supervisors on how the session went. So for instance, okay, you had a session, you spoke for 80% of the time and the pre-licensed therapist only spoke for 20% of the time. Like that's a problem. And that's a way that we can kind of coach you into best practices for clinical supervision, you know, providing you tips and resources on that. So, you know, therapists don't have performance evaluation. So this is a great way for them to collect data about how well they're doing in their work. That's interesting. Now, you're, you're talking about machine learning. That's normally not something that startups hop into as the first feature set. Yeah. How far along are you in the process? Uh, are, are your apps built? Is it only on iOS? Is it on Android? Do you have users? Are you having trouble getting the the acquisition of the potential clients with the potential supervisors? Dive in. Yeah, so we're in the MVP stage. We have tested the model and we're doing a lot of things that don't scale right now. We're spending a lot of time with our customers. So we do have paying customers on the platform. We have about 103 supervisors licensed in 28 states across the country. And then we have, um, you know, supervisees, pre-licensed therapists seeing those individuals. So we're gathering a lot of data and insight on what kind of platform would solve your biggest pain points. And then we're taking that information to our development team and saying, like, let's build something incredible now that we've tested the model. We're also um, partnering heavily with universities. So we just had a meeting last week um, with Florida State University where they offered a pilot partnership to us to say, hey, will you create this a 
alongside of us because we really need this solution for our online students and you guys are a perfect match. So we, you know, we want to partner together and kind of, you know, build this thing together. So those are some really exciting conversations that we're having. And who's paying for this? Is it 100% the person who needs to be certified? And are you taking a cut of that? That's right. Yeah, that's how it works right now. So it's the responsibility of the pre-licensed therapist to pay for it or to work for an agency that does. So right now we're having a lot of one-off people who just happen to need supervision. But we've also signed our very first agency out of New Jersey who said, like, we really want to outsource our supervision to you. We have a whole team of therapists. Will you just take care of the clinical supervision? And we're like, yeah, we got it. So I think that that will be the future of Motivo, will be more agency and university partnerships on the larger scale. And is Motivo the only vertical that you want to play in, or are you hoping that you prove it out with therapists and then you scale it out to other other verticals and industries as well? Yeah, I mean, I think definitely within the healthcare industry or really any industry where there's a certification process and also some continuing education units that are required, this is kind of just a natural fit for many professionals who have to go through something in order to obtain a credential and then do something to maintain it, you know? So using technology in that space, I think will be great, but we're not there yet. We're just going to focus on what we're doing and, and um, continue to validate the model. So Rachel, I have a a question for you. When you think about down the road, you become incredibly successful. You're the only app out there that is doing this. When you think about acquisition, who would be the one to acquire you? Yeah, well, there's been a lot of really interesting acquisitions in this space. So um, Internet Brands has bought a company called um, WebMD, if you guys know that, and Therapy Sites. So they're doing a lot of acquisitions. MD Live um, a couple of years ago brought bought a telehealth platform called Breakthrough Behavioral Health. There's another company called Liaison International that's buying a lot of graduate school type, um, you know, uh, software as a service type company. So they bought a company called Time to Track that is very similar to what we're doing. That's tracking the hours. It's, um, you know, helping you count how many hours you have left towards licensure. So we feel like there's a lot of possibilities out there for when we need um, an exit. Mm -hmm. And and you keep saying we, which is a great thing to hear. (laughs) Who's on your team? Yeah, some great people. So um, we're actually in the final stages of bringing on a co-founder, but we've been working with a lot of consultants on the development end so far. And then we also have um, a wonderful guy named Greg Higgins, who does all of our customer experience stuff. So he's kind of the first face that you see when you call in for a discovery call or you do a consultation with a supervisor. Julie Black's also on our team, who does all of our supervisor onboarding. And then we have some really wonderful kick-ass interns who do a lot of blog writing and social media for us. So um, good people. All right. Two more questions from me, and then we'll kick it back to Allison. Uh, One is a bit introspective. What's the biggest challenge that you're facing right now? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, it w- it's been a long road for me. I mean, I've only been at this eight months, but I feel like it's been a long road to find a co-founder. You know, I mean, most tech companies have a technical co-founder and I just had a really good idea and a lot of domain expertise. So find, you know, it's like a marriage, right? To like mm-hmm. have a co-founder. So I really wanted to find the right person and I feel like I'm super close to that, but that's been, you know, we've kind of had to use contractors and puzzle piece a minimum viable product together to get it to where it is today and validate the model. And now we need someone to really build it. 
All right. And the last question I have for you is if people want to learn more about Motivo, where do they go? Yeah. Well, our website is wearemotivo.com. You can reach me at Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, at wearemotivo.com. And we'll love to talk to anybody. All right. Awesome. Well, Rachel, I love what you're doing. I love that you you. are the first to market. As I said, I I know the pain that mental health professionals go through to obtain these clinical supervised hours. So I think that you've really nailed this product and I can't wait to see how far you take it. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. We're excited about it. Awesome. Well, we'll talk with you soon. Take care. Okay. Sounds good. So Adam, I know that this isn't necessarily your background. Mm-hmm. Kind of going into this, you thought it was a slightly different product. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now you've learned, actually, um, the awesome things that it does. So curious what you think. It, it sounds like it is something that could be very useful. Having people travel to get certified is inefficient. If this can solve that pain point from a training perspective and get people into the market faster, if it can save them money, if it can give them metrics that they didn't already have, this is wonderful, and I'd love to see where they can actually scale this because the the likelihood that this is the only industry that certifies like this is is rather low. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that she's starting with a market that she obviously completely understands because this is where she comes from. Mm-hmm. But um, there's so many other types of certifications out there where you need um, you need um, someone actually supervising you in order to get that. Mm -hmm. So I think that she has a huge opportunity to expand into different markets, particularly in the healthcare sector. And um, like I said, I I think that she's definitely onto something. And um, I think she could be looking at an acquisition like in the next couple of years if she really grows us. It's definitely possible. And the, the possibilities of where she goes to from just a training perspective is one thing, but she could take this an entirely different route even and work with HoloLens or Google Glass for Enterprise and have individuals that are supervising in real time. The world's her oyster, and and I hope she's able to find the co-founder that she needs to scale this tech out the way that she envisions it could be. Agreed. Thanks so much for joining us on the Women's Startup Challenge podcast today. Go to womenwhotech.com backslash vote to rate this startup. We can't wait to hear what you think. And make sure you tune in next week to hear our next women-led startup pitch. And we will see you then. 